out of text. text from Colton there just about nine minutes ago said that baby Ruth is here and that mama and baby are both doing fine so just like that we got a new member see just like that while y'all's worshiping shouting praising God let's open our Bibles to the 23rd Psalm I did want to mention this little Lacey's got a birthday coming up and uh, they're going to have it this Saturday in the Fellowship Hall at 2 p.m. Remember that. While I was sitting there, Brother Neil, I was thinking, well, I just won't preach. It's going so good, Lord, I'll just leave it at that. Maybe I'll have several testifies, but uh, Lord won't let me out of it. Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. What a shepherd. What a shepherd. shepherd. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup, it runneth over. Surely, 
goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in my house of the Lord forever. I hate to see it come to an end. This is uh, message number 10 out of the 23rd Psalm. And I've just enjoyed spending time with my shepherd. I want us to look at that last phrase. I'll dwell in my house of the Lord forever. This whole psalm, I hope that you'll agree with me right here, from the first statement to the last, is a picture of the contentment of the sheep. That very first statement, Miss Karen, that sheep says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He makes that statement Brother Neil, based on the shepherd's reputation. He said, my shepherd's got a reputation of taking care of sheep, and so I believe I'll never walk. But now this sheep, as we've come through a year cycle in a sheep's life, now this sheep is making some statements not based on reputation alone, but now it's based on experience. And when he started getting experience with the Lord, he started saying things like this, my cup runs over. Now I see him saying, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In other words, the sheep is saying this, I ain't never leaving this outfit. Oh boy, our shepherd's good, the company's good, the food's good. I believe I'll just stay here forever. I want us to look this house that's talked about here in this last portion. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's several different ways you could think about that. One is you could think about that as heaven. Now think about it this way. The sheep have been led up into the table grounds, into the summer pasture. Fall has come on the uh, the, the flies have flown away. The, the high table has given in to it falling now back toward fall and starting to be wintertime and the snow is starting to blow in and now the shepherd is leading his content little flock. The flock that he has seen to that And all contentment comes from the shepherd. It was the shepherd that saw to it that they had green pastures to lay down in. It was the shepherd that had saw to it that they had clear water. And now they're heading toward home. Boy, it was no accident Gabe had us sing that. I didn't tell him to, but that he had had us sing that song. I've never been this homesick before. Can I say to you tonight that the or this this morning, the colder that winter gets on this earth, the better heaven looks. Someone has said, blessed are the homesick, for they shall inherit home. (laughs) Blessed are the homesick, for they shall see home. And we see that there is a longing in every child of God's heart. And I believe the colder the winter gets, the bigger the longing is. Can I say there's nothing wrong 
in this world that heaven won't fix. I want to make that statement again. I said there's nothing wrong in this world that heaven won't fix. You say, well, I've got a lot wrong. Heaven will fix it all. Thank God as the shepherd takes his little flock down off the table land, back through the valley of the shadow of death, down through the Kidron, back toward the home country. There's a longing. The sheep are now looking forward to the rest and warmth of home. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter number 14 that blessed are the dead that die in God, for henceforth they shall rest from their labors. And so they're longing and there's a looking. I believe these little sheep, Brother Marvin, over every mountaintop, uh, maybe that, that's not it. <laughs> they come up to the next hill, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, I still can't see home. <laughs> One sheep says to the other, I bet it's over the next mountain. I bet it's over the next mountain. One more mountain. One more mountain. They climb up that little mountain, and then finally one day, they've climbed the last little mountain, and they start to look over it. Down in the valley, they can see the home ranch. Down in the valley, there's smoke rising from the chimney. Down in the valley, there's sweet feed and rest and warmth and contentment. Let me say to you this morning, church, I believe we're about to cross the last hill. I believe the flock of God is getting ready to see the home place. There's a looking and a lodging. One of these days, the last hill's going to be crossed. One of these days, home's going to come into view. One of these days, we're going to hear the singing on Zion's shore. One of these days, we're going to see the gates of pearl, the walls of jasper, the streets of gold. One of these days, we're going to be where the Lamb is forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. Heaven. So you could look at this dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We could see that as heaven. But let me think about it this way. We could also see it as being in his presence. Being in his presence. Now, this word, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Notice, the, notice how it's used grammatically. It's in the perpetual present tense. That means he said, I'm dwelling right now in the house of the Lord. And I will forever. Now, we can all say this, right? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But we're not to heaven yet. So apparently there's a way to be dwelling in the house of the Lord now. <laughs> well, I believe the Bible said he has made us to sit together in heavenly places. And so right now, Brother Neil, we can be in his presence. And being in his presence, that's the house of the Lord. You know why we call this the house of the Lord? It's not because it's got a steeple on it. It's not because we got songbooks here. It's not even because we dress up and come and study the Bible here. We call this the house of the Lord because when the youth choir gets up and goes to singing, out on the water, all of a sudden the Lord goes to walking around and it's his presence. It's being in the sight of the shepherd. It's being in the presence of our good shepherd and feeling his presence.
that's in our heart. That's why we call this the house of the Lord. But I got news for you. You can be in the house of the Lord tomorrow and never even be around the church house. You can be driving down the road and all of a sudden you come into his presence. And guess what? You're in the house of the Lord. That sheep said, I just want to be in his presence. Can I say to you this morning, there's a contentment that comes with being in his presence. This, this psalm is all about the contentment of the sheep and it has completely to do with the presence of the shepherd. Can I say that if you're blessed this morning, you only have one person to thank for that. If you're content this morning, you got one person to thank. Hallelujah. It's the shepherd that made the green pastures. It's the shepherd that gives the clean waters. It's the shepherd that leads in new paths to fresh fields. Uh, it's the shepherds that made safe summers on the high tables. Uh, it's the shepherd that has brought his presence and freedom from fear uh, and freedom from pests and all it on our head. Uh, it's all about the shepherd. And thank God I'm content this morning with his care. Uh, can I say to you, I've got a good shepherd uh, and he is taking good care of me. Then there's the, there's the companions. You know what makes home? This is a house. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what makes home, Brother Neil? It's the people that's there. That's what makes home. Uh, Friday, Karen, I went out for a little run and trying to get my blood pressure back down, trying to get a little bit of weight back off and I've let accumulate during the winter and so I went up for a little run up by my grandmother's. Nobody lives there now. And everybody knows that knows me well how I feel about my nanny to this day. I tell you, it's the greatest Christian I ever knew. And I run up there by her house. And uh, on Thursday, I'd seen Travis. I was looking in her window thinking about her. And on Friday, I thought, I'm going to run back up that way. And, so I ran up that way and Reagan came out to walk with me. I thought, thank God, I'm done running anyway. So we walked. We walked up by Nanny's house and I said, you want to go up on the porch and look in? And she said, yeah, let's go look in. And so we walked up on the porch and we looked in. And everything looks just like it was. Her little chair and my cousins own my house now, and they've not done anything with it inside. All of the, I mean, the magazines are still on the table, chairs. And I told Reagan, I said, my cousin Scott had given me a key to get in if I wanted to. And I said, we got a key. I said, we could go in there one day and reminisce if you wanted to. And we started off the porch. <laughs> and Reagan said, you want to go get the key and go in Nanny's? I said, I don't know, do you want to? She said, there probably won't be no oatmeal pies. And I said, no, probably not. But I said, there probably ain't going to be no nanny either. So uh, probably not worth going back in there. You know why? Because home's about the people. <laughs> 
his sheep said, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know why I'm home this morning, Neil? Because my family's here. You're sitting around with the other sheep of his pasture this morning, sitting around with the family. Well, that's the house of the Lord, isn't it? Houses here, though, are temporary. But this house, I'm getting away from my outline. It's forever. It's because of the companions. You know, and I hope I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass Josh, but I, I won't. This Lord keeps bringing it to my mind. He caught me out in the hallway there a little earlier, and he said, "You know," he said, "We've been praying about it." And, I think we ought to join the church. See, I think this is where we ought to be. There's nowhere like home. But you know what makes home? You think about a home. A home is soft in the heart of most hardened criminals. In prison, you can take the hardest men in prison and start talking about home to bring tears to their eyes. It's caused the soldiers to continue to fight. But you know what makes home? It's the people. There's a certain feeling at home. You come into home and there's a certain crowd gathered around. You're welcomed. Uh, You're at at peace. There's There's a certain feeling there. Well, that's why this sheep says he feels in the shepherd's presence. Just relaxed. Does the shepherd's presence bother you? If it does, maybe you're not at home. But see, when you're saved and you're a sheep of his pasture and he shows up, boy, you just feel at home. It's, it's, there's no way to explain it, really. There's no way to explain how I feel when I'm here and the Lord shows up, except to say, I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> Pensacola's always been home to me. There's something about this valley. It ain't like no other place on the planet. I went off to Western Carolina University. I know that shocks some of you that I have college training, but I do. (laughs) What's that worth? When I went off to Western Carolina University and lived in Colaway, I was so homesick. But when I'd come back up through this valley and I'd start seeing places I recognized and started feeling like home again. Woo! Home, home. Well, when I walk in this place, I feel like I'm in the house of the Lord. Why? Because I'm in his presence. How many of you feel his presence this morning? I mean, the shepherd of the sheep is here. Oh, my. Companions, the continuation. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now let me give you one more thing about this. It's almost like another statement by that sheep of pride. Remember that first statement? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. Now he's making another statement. He said, I tell you what, I'm staying here forever. It's so good I ain't never leaving. It's so, hey, he's so good to me, I'll never go anywhere else. 
<laughs> it's our experience. How many of you have found him faithful? Amen. When you got saved, you had heard that the Lord was good. I'm going to ask you something. Haven't you found him to be even better than you had heard he was? That ought to make a wooden Indian shout. I have I had heard good things about him. But I have found, Brother Marvin, that he is even better than what I had heard. Oh my. Said so I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Watch this. We see our example. Can I tell you there's nothing wrong with bragging on our shepherd? I will close this illustration right here and I'm going to give an all call. Philip Keller, I told you I was reading that book, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. Philip, shepherd, uh, Philip Keller said one time his neighbor didn't take care of his flock. He says an absolute disaster on the neighboring ranch. They were never taken care of. Nothing about them was ever seen to. They were just poor and spindly sheep. They were terrible. He said one day, Brother Neil, he's out walking around in his pasture and he sees three of his neighbor's sheep under one of his trees. But he said it looked like that there's three gray sacks laying there. They had no life. And there's rainy, cold, rainy day, and they just laid up under the tree. He said, they wasn't my sheep. So I went and got a wheelbarrow, and I put the sheep in the wheelbarrow. And he said, I took those sheep back down to my neighbor's barn, and he was there at his barn, and he said, I wheelbarrowed them sheep in, and he said, here's, here's your sheep. I found them. They're not able to walk. And he said, with zero concern, his neighbor took out his knife and grabbed them sheep and one by one cut their throats and just left them in the wheelbarrow to die. Now that's how Satan takes care of his sheep. No concern, no care. But what a difference from one pasture to the other, brother. Philip Keller said that the way he knew those sheep were laying under that tree was that his sheep were running to him and looking at him panicked. And said that those sheep watched him gather them old lumps of sheep and take them down there to the neighbor to be slaughtered. And said he could watch those sheep walk, look at that and it was almost like they couldn't believe their eyes. They were watching such uncare for the flock. You know why? Because their shepherd had attended to their every need and seen to everything they had. How could anybody be so true? But I think about the death and the lumps of humanity that he's left all across this world. No care. The devil don't care for you. No care for you. But on this side, with that being said, why shouldn't we take pride in being in our shepherd's flock? I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, the Lord sure is taking good care of me. Sometimes I get to thinking I'm his favorite, but then I'm reminded that the Lord don't play favorites. But sometimes, Brother Neil, the way he treats me, I get thinking I'm his favorite. Some of y'all feel that same way. 
Some of, you, some of y'all got that same feeling. You feel like you're his favorite. Everybody, that's how good he treats us. Yeah. Is that everybody feels like I'm his favorite. Let's stand on our feet, Father. Lord, as much as we know how, we give a little feeble effort this morning to exalt you, extol you. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this song. Thank you for works that you've done in hearts this morning. Lord, thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for seeing our needs. God, I pray that you'd help during this time of invocation. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Some more to gather around the altar to pray. Maybe you just want to come thank the shepherd. Maybe you just want to come pray about something in your life. I don't know. I don't even know how to give an altar call right here. But just that, I know God has done some work around here in hearts, and so I'm just, I'm just going to leave the ball in your court. If you need to come, then uh, just slip out from your pew and come get in this altar and talk to the Lord about it.